0: And continuing our kind of counter all of the New Year's marketing thing, um, I wanted to bring back one we did uh, that had been a request about kind of how we never see the average-sized woman Mm -hmm. um, being talked about or shown in any kind of advertising or marketing, uh, even though, you know, they make up a huge part of the population. And again, this is just something in my mind is I personally am getting flooded. I bet a lot of you are with just these marketing emails that are annoying me. We um, sure. <laughs> be a better you. <laughs> yes. Which, by the way,
1: we need to come and revisit it because there's this conversation about the fact that we were more accepting for about a split second. But then Ozempic has made a little bit of changes in that. And we do need to come back to revisit that. We talked about it a little before. Yeah. About this dangerous practices, but now they're talking about this new, like, standard being able to be met because of this miracle, now very expensive and very unavailable drug that is for diabetes. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a very... We're going to have to really research that one because there are, you know, um, reasons people legitimate reasons people legitimate reasons absolutely and for those who can just afford it for those who can afford it yes but it it, did i mean and i know that it jump-started a whole other conversation about other companies trying to get into the game Mm -hmm. and create their own so yes uh that is something we will have to to return to um but in the meantime please enjoy this classic episode Hey, this is Annie and Samantha, and welcome to Stuff Mo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. So today we come to you from back from a break, a brief break, I guess. Made a break. We well, it feels like we did, although I don't we think didn't. So. <laughs> we had a holiday that we didn't really celebrate. Oh, was that <laughs> what that was? Yes.
1: The running early in the morning does not make it a holiday to me. No,
0: I, I actually started doing that to get out of family obligations.
1: You know what? I did that for Thanksgiving. Yes, I did a half marathon just so I could not have to go to Thanksgiving Day dinner.
0: I have considered it. Yes, um, and I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. Yes, I love the first half, and I love I love some of the people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well,
1: uh, I I liked it more when my mom, unfortunately, was like, "I'm done with this," which Mm -hmm. good for her. And then we started having weird like lasagna dishes and meatloaf and or just sandwiches. Oh, really? Someone made me turkey. So I I mean, good for, but good for mom, sure, you know. But at the same time, oh, sad me. I really wanted green beans and cornbread and all that. Well, not cornbread, but you know.
0: The good stuffs. The LJ stuffs. I'll make note of this. Yes. I will make note of this. Um, and you were feeling a bit under the weather. I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> but you are marching I'm here. ahead bravely. I'm here.
1: I pretty much diagnosed myself with everything through a WebMD, so you know, dying. That's what it said to me.
0: <laughs> it's just in big bold <laughs> letters. You're like, oh, you're at all older than 35. That means you are dead. Great. <laughs> Well, I look forward to that. Um, <laughs> but today we are talking about, quote unquote, normal. Normal. Yes. When it comes to body types and women. And this was a request from a listener a while right. back. I think we had a few conversations about um, the whole too skinny, too big,
1: plus size, all of that. And then we had a, a writer go man. And with what about me? I'm considered normal, the in-between. And I haven't mm-hmm. heard much. And I was like, you know what? I'm with you. I've not heard
0: too much either. No, no, for sure. And um, and we wanted to say before we really get started here, um, for women out there who are confident in their bodies, especially in bodies that don't fit the skinny ideal or, or the beauty standard that we have been fed for so long that we are constantly bombarded with, that's awesome.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> yes, can more you, of that, please. Can you
1: please exude that and teach us the ways?
0: Yes, yes, because we we're gonna get into um, some of our own insecurities, and we don't want to project that onto other people. I do think a lot of people can relate, right? But in <laughs> in the beautiful off chance that you can't, oh my gosh! Um, and I, I, for instance, I've been really thin before in my life, really, really thin, and I still felt like I needed to lose more weight, and that wasn't healthy, right? But It's just we're told so much as women that we're not enough, that we have to look this way. And if you don't look that way, which is a very specific, narrow thing, it can really become an unhealthy thing that you're pursuing that you can't achieve.
1: Right. And once again, as we talk more and more, you're going to hear us talking about examples of ourselves, what we don't like, what we fought through, what we're fighting through, essentially. And it's not necessarily to put out there this is what is normal but more so of why this needs to be
0: broken. Exactly. Because we, I mean, in a wonderful world, <laughs> we would be comfortable in our own skin and we right. would appreciate how beautiful we are and right. that our normal is beautiful and we don't have to feel like right. like we have to wear these things that don't fit us well or something like that.
1: And as we had been told previously on different, on a different episode, we need to learn to thank our bodies. Yeah. For existing mm-hmm. and putting us
0: through the daily challenges, yes, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and for anyone out there who is comfortable in your own skin, I aspire to be you truly, like I work on it every day, and I know it's not easy for any of us because i I'm assuming that anyone who's reached that point had to fight for it right um and and to be m- bombarded with this these messages all the time, and to never see representation beyond a skinny right. And to those influencers such
1: as mothers and caretakers and fathers out there who actually teach this and teach the girls to love themselves, or not just girls, but everyone, to love themselves, and they're able to show that, that's amazing and good on you. Yes. Keep going.
0: Yes. So uh, we we applaud you. We applaud all of you. But we don't want our (laughs) insecurities to sound like we think less of anyone or that we think this is what you should be trying to achieve. We're just insecure. (laughs) Um, And I think it does illustrate the pressure that a lot of us feel. Right. All right. Before we get into it, uh, it is worth saying that normal is a tricky word to use. And in researching this, I found so many articles about mental health and the new normal and the dangers and benefits of having a normal when it comes to diagnosing somebody. Um, And also just to
1: verify that normal to one person is very different to another person.
0: Right. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. I think that normal can be and has been used as a weapon or a tool of control, um, which we're going to talk about a little bit today, um, a way to get people to to conform. If we all think a normal woman is a size two, because that is all we see, then that is another way to control women's bodies or to make us hate our own bodies even more and then pay out more to companies that will help us achieve normal. Right. And I would say that normal
1: extends to be about perfection. Yeah. When you start really thinking about um, the whole outlier of what does this mean? What does society see as normal? And normal has become a little more higher standards as we go along. And I know we're going to get into that later. Yeah, Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, and normal normal sometimes isn't good enough, and we want it to be the iconic exception, the next big thing. You know, the whole idea of seeing someone on screen. Yeah. And that they go beyond the normal, and that's what you're supposed to be, the superstar. Right. And that's the ultimate goal.
0: Right, because I think in some ways we've tied normal to mediocre, right? Uh, which is not not the case, right. <laughs> but but uh, th- so there's a lot of stuff tied into this word, right. Um, and we're specifically focusing on body type today. and that can get tricky too, especially when it comes to separating out healthy body types and variants with it right. within that because in reality, there is no specific normal when it comes to, body shape or size, and that's not to say your body isn't normal. <laughs> um, I, I say that to myself all the time. I'm like, this is not this normal. Is not normal. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. This is not
1: what's supposed to happen.
0: <laughs> I think we all feel that way, but um, the, what we're trying to say is there just isn't one body type that accounts for normal. Right. Um, there, there's a range of sizes between skinny and fat that are all kind of normal. Right. But yeah, (laughs) and we here are are not even necessarily here, but are just constantly exposed to clothes designed to look good for women on the skinnier side. And that's not to say skinny women never run into problems. I had a friend who was really tall and really skinny, and she frequently had to custom order her clothing because they didn't have anything that fit her, and that was expensive. Um, And lately, we are hearing more and more about plus-sized clothes and affordable, well-made, plus-sized clothes. But we still have a very long way to go in that. It is happening. But, um, yeah, we don't hear much about the women in between that. And just to put
1: that out there, we're not complaining. That that, (laughs) You know, that's a bad thing in any way whatsoever. Um, Because I know, for the most part, there is more accessibility for, quote-unquote, the in-between, the skinny and the... um, Plus sizes in availability, it's kind of like <laughs> if we talk about skin tone as well, one extreme to the other, it's harder to find,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: Uh, so that's not at all what we're saying, but we do talk about the fact that even though it may be there, it's not all the time seen yeah, as we can tell. Because, I mean, definitely heard that whole idea of either you're too skinny or you're not skinny enough or not fat enough to be on television, quote unquote. Yes. Um, and different things like that, which needs to be like, why isn't that a representation when that is more average or more accurate as a a population?
0: Yeah, and we'll get into this more, but basically no. a lot of fashion is ignoring the majority of women. So while there might be stuff available, it might not look good on most women. Right. But we'll get into that more. Um, Yeah, like you said, we don't really see this body type that we're talking about um, in the media very often. I I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this. I remember when Lilo and Stitch came out. Mm -hmm. There was all this news about, look at her thighs. They're regular size thighs. And I saw it and I was like, are those regular size thighs? They still look pretty
1: skinny to me. I was thinking, um, and you were talking about that with the thigh stuff, there was a cartoon, and I don't know if it was like the Beavis and Butthead cartoon, but it was in that genre, Mm -hmm. and Daria, where there is a character of a blonde, she's the, the hot girl, but she had really thick thighs and hips, but then she has tiny waist. So, but the thick thighs, I was like, oh, yeah, baby, I'm okay, because I got thighs for days. <laughs> that's how I like to say it. But definitely don't have that tiny, tiny waist. Right. I'm like, oh, man, they halfway got there.
0: Mm-hmm. But maybe
1: that's the whole new thing, the whole, you know, bigger butts, thicker thighs. I heard that's in now. I was told
0: that one time. I was told that, too, and I... I was very taken aback by it. Maybe I'm just not (laughs) up on what's going on. (laughs) Actually, I'm
1: definitely. i was gonna say you do a hit and miss. Sometimes you know things that I'm like, what? And then other times you're like, nah, I'm gonna go back to my D and D world, which is also hip now. I've discovered what it started Stranger Things and all the cons. Like it's brought it back. I'm no longer the hip one.
0: I did. I found I found the new season of Stranger Things and their incorporation of D anD D quite hilarious. Love it, and I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> who knew I was so cool? You are so cool. <laughs> okay, so we wanted to to go over kind Of what is going on in this realm of normal right. uh, body type? The average American woman is five foot three inches, which is about 1.6 meters, um, with a 38.1 inch waist circumference, which is about 0. 0.96 meters, and a weight of about 168.5 pounds, which is about 76.4 kilos. And um, all of this, researching all of this, um, brought me back when I was young, and my parents got me a normal-sized Barbie. Right. I think it was called Average Barbie. Oh, was the oh. name of it. I, I was supposed to go home this weekend, but my can I was gonna try oh, to yeah, find her. Oh yeah, you were gonna bring it. I got derailed, but um, <laughs> it was it was Barbie-esque, but more realistically proportioned. I remember she was wearing a very '80s power suit dress Oh thing, yeah, like So the average pads. woman was <laughs> in a power suit. Yes. I did not get that memo. It was called something like Magical Me, and her name was Midge. It was something Midge. like that. Midge. It was, yeah, Midge. <laughs> I Midge. hope it was Midge. Um, and right, Samantha, Midge. you were looking up comparisons of um, Barbie over the years, like her size. Right. And she's actually gotten less Right. Realistic. It was weird
1: because the 90s versus the 2000s Barbie were so different. Of course, it kind of had that whole cone Boobie shape versus like the little natural boobie shape, and then the bigger booty uh-huh. for the the two thousands. It was weird, but at the same time, the waist was so slim, it was unrealistic, right. and that whole body in size was completely. It looked significantly thinner. Yeah, which is shocking. I would have thought that by that even at that point
0: they would have realized,
1: hey. This is not real.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, and we've done many episodes on Barbie, and we could talk about Barbie forever. I know the big argument is it's easier to make clothes Mm -hmm. for one. That's
1: always the argument, though, isn't it? It is. For just even, like, women
0: or those who identify as female. And I looked into that, and it's not true. But, um, well, from what I've read, it's not true. I am no expert. Uh, But there are um, new body types of Barbie you can get these days. Um, one of them, there's three body types and one of them is curvy and her body size is a six, or size six or eight and um, that, is, that isn't even near the average right. woman. And yes, this is for children, but it still influences what we think women look like when right. we're young. The fact that, you know, Barbies don't have any kind of anatomically correct <laughs> body parts
1: other than Well really you're welcome.
0: Thought about that, but okay. I mean, if you really
1: think about it, how is this really beneficial to kids outside of anyway, keep
0: going. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. I guess I'll ponder that later. Um and I, I love this quote I found from Nikolai Lamb, who was trying to find a realistically proportioned Barbie for his niece. Um, "Quote: I thought I'd be able to find one with realistic body proportions. We put a man on the moon, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he couldn't find one. So he went on to create and sell more realistically proportioned lamely dolls. Lamely dolls. Mm-hmm. I like that. And when I when I was younger, I was a bit of a chubbier kid for a while, and I had a a very intense insecurity around my body and buying clothes. Like, going shopping was this huge, stressful experience. Right. So I would buy clothes that purposefully were too big um, because I didn't want to, like, bring attention to anything. Right. And I also was... I had a fear of, like... That moment when your mom is like, "Does it fit?" and you be like, "No, I need a size bigger." So I'd always go with a size bigger. Right. And I still catch myself thinking that I'm like a sausage encasing. You know what? I think about the whole ham um he
1: you oh, the hamstring yeah. like was that in the 30 rock episode? I don't know. I think that's what I, it was. I think so. And I have that same fear because for me I did the same thing. I was so self-conscious of my legs and my hips and all of that that I would I didn't even wear jeans or shorts for the longest time. Like pretty much my first 2 years of college, all you would see me in some wet, random like skirts. Mm-hmm. And when I say skirts, I'm talking to the floor and usually T-shirts, large T-shirts, um, and I, and part of that is the whole like, I need to cover myself up. I don't want to show anybody anything because I don't want you to know what I have underneath. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna fake it by wearing something very very large. And you know that's the whole ordeal with Billie Eilish, the teen artist, mm-hmm. and her phenomenon with her giant clothes, which kind of throws me back to the early mid '90s when we were wearing the jeans ten times bigger than yeah you don't talk about that oh yeah. Oh, yes. What were those? The Jinkos? Jinkos. Yeah. I wanted to call the the Jinkos. That's that's how <laughs> old I am. I want to call it a name of a game. Um, but yeah, that's her whole thing. It's like, I don't want people to ask about my body. I don't want them to know what I look like underneath. I don't want to be scrutinized for this or that. So therefore, I hide it. And that's really a shame that it has to be that far. And people are so self-conscious. And this young person who shouldn't even have to, had to worry about that is now already making herself kind of um, an influence, which is awesome, by putting on the statement. Right. And I hate that. And for me, also a part of the whole covering up with the whole fluctuation game, which is very common for people who are overly critical of themselves and constantly looking at their bodies, this whole back and forth and back and forth, whether it's because of their um, bad habits with food, unhealthy mm-hmm. habits with food, unhealthy habits with exercising, unhealthy habits of just mental health stuff. Right. That whole fluctuation game. And for me, it was like, okay, I'm just going to keep it really big mm-hmm. so that I can, no one maybe will ever tell.
0: Right. It was the whole thing. The whole thing. And we'll get into more of this whole thing. But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
1: This episode is brought to you by Snagajob.
0: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, so most clothing lines don't sell above a size 12. And a lot of them don't sell above a size 10 here in the U.S. I know sizing is different in other countries. Um, And some have changed that. Some of these clothing lines have changed that after a highly publicized report came out with the headline that the average American woman is a size 14 but even that was outdated because a newer report found that the average American woman is between sizes fourteen and size sixteen. And yeah, just in case you didn't know, sizes for women here in the U.S. are very confusing. Very confusing. They're not standardized, to, right? And it's according to what store? Yeah. Oh, to. and I mean, even sometimes the like brand. I think I know this brand. A size. Right. Whatever is this? No. Yep. No. Um, and there have been past episodes on it, uh, so check those out if you want to know more. Basically, you really have no idea what's going on it's, in your shopping. It's hell.
1: It's shopping true. is a personal hell for me. I'm pretty sure it's like level six of purgatory. Mm. I can't stand it. Uh, I love ordering online because of that, mm-hmm. but there's a good chance that if it doesn't fit, it's just going to be sitting in the corner because I don't even want to deal with sending it back.
0: Oh, really? Yes. That, see, that's another thing that I read. Um is tricky because, I mean, I should say I'm not necessarily in this group we're talking about, um, so I don't have, or at least I don't have the same current experience, but I, when I was reading about it, I read that um, shopping online can be tricky. It is for all of us, really, but there are almost no models outside the thin range on most mainstream clothing sites, and it's just really hard to say where things will lay if you're not...
1: Thin. You have to review, like you have to um, base your decision a lot on the reviews, mm-hmm. as well as there has to be disclaimer. There's disclaimers. Oftentimes it says fit, actual fit, or not, not to the, not too fit. So if they say if you typically a medium, go up a size. Like it's it's right. that level, and like why can't it just be up a size then? Damn right. it.
0: Right. You're basically rolling the dice. And right. I love how Amazon has that thing and it's like 60% chance it'll Right. Say, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Right. And those, uh, you just kind of sit there and you're like, wait, how is that? Po- then why? <laughs> just why? Then they have to give you a chart and even that chart is all over the place.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, the chart is depending on the fact that you'll go and measure yourself. Right. Oh. Which I will not do. <laughs> I try to avoid it. I try to avoid it. Um, Trendier clothes often don't come in a size above large, like if we're looking at small, medium, large. A lot of them don't go beyond that. The
1: whole new, um, what is it, clothing in a box, people get send you those. Yes. That's become a new phenomenon, which is fantastic, Mm -hmm. but I know there's only very few for women who are plus size and very few who are actually cute clothes and that could actually fit, which is really absurd because you can rock some things with that booty. Get it?
0: Yeah. I have one of those... And I love it, but I have so many friends who've tried it because they know I have it, and they're like, "Oh gosh, let me test it out." And they can't, like, they have a hard time finding something that fits right.
1: Not only that, but also the cost of
0: it. Oh yeah,
1: like, and and for some reason, as you had said earlier, and we've had episodes before, the fact that they charge you more, even though the actual labor doesn't cost that much more.
0: Yeah, and the fabric doesn't cost that much more, which is what I had assumed must be the reasoning. But from what I read, it it really doesn't. and some take issue with the use of plus size, right. since so many of us fall in that 14 to 16 range, which is right. would be called plus size. And that is the average, as it were. And right. some think it's insulting or
1: demoralizing. It is, absolutely. It has its own section. Right. I mean, when you go into different department stores or even its own store,
0: mm-hmm. why
1: would is there a need to segregate? In yeah. shopping, that seems so unnecessary in general. It's already already by sizes everywhere anyway. Mm-hmm. So, add another step. Come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I read people just say, like seeing that big sign and knowing right. that's where you have to go. Right. But,
1: and then I love it because it's also oftentimes next to the maternity sizes. Yeah. Come on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Come on. Who's going to buy clothes?
0: <laughs> Not buying that. <laughs> I I had a really bad experience when I was younger where somebody, a relative of mine, told me I should shop in the maternity ward. And it really left the park.
1: I can see why you don't want to go home on Thanksgiving.
0: (laughs) I get it now. (laughs) He's usually not invited to our Thanksgiving meal. but um, (laughs) um, In an op-ed piece from 2017, Tim Gunn uh, wrote... It's a puzzling conundrum. The average American woman now wears between a size 16 and a size 18, according to new research from Washington State University. There are 100 million plus-size women in America, but many designers, dripping with disdain, lacking imagination, are simply too cowardly to take a risk, still refuse to make clothes for them.
1: Yeah, um, and as you said, it can be noted, 10 years ago the plus-size range used to be 12 to 18, Mm -hmm. and now it spans from 6 to 14. So, sixes now can be included in a lot of plus size ideas. And add to that, again, statistically, about half the American female wear the size 14 or more, mm-hmm. as you were talking. So, now to add more shame, we're looking beyond the plus size for a big chunk of our population. So, we've added more and more of the smaller sizes to yeah. that plus size range, but also shrinked It, it made it smaller. Yes. Just <laughs> find a new word. Um, and to down to 14. And that's not even within that same average we talked about being fourteen to eighteen as the new plus size, and having half that half that population be in that category. What is that absurdity that even though we're becoming more and more aware, is still more and more ostracizing than it was ten years ago?
0: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. And and something else that confused me, it puzzled me when I read it. Um, the women's clothing market is worth about one hundred and ten billion dollars, and yet. Plus size clothing only accounts for sixteen percent of that. Even though half, like you said, like the average woman is size sixteen, mm. um, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't mathematically. Right. Make sense I to mean, me. and that's
1: becoming a norm as we're talking about normalized ideas. Why aren't we? Why isn't our environment changing with that? Like, is like, seemingly accepting it more? It's but okay. Let's say it's easier to celebrate that. Mm. But not necessarily. We don't see society society moving with that. The industry moving with that. Yeah. Unless you're Nike, which hey, good job Nike. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, that the sports bras. Yeah, no, the whole um, whole athletic gear. Oh woke yeah, up yeah. And yeah. They're, they're starting to promote more and more um, plus size yeah. or average size. Now we can say um, people in there. And there's been this huge controversy back and forth with the fat shaming about why is Nike public? You know. Celebrating this, publishing this, and everybody's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. If they're trying, if people are plus size, who you think are bigger, and they're doing more and more exercise, but why is that a bad thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the whole. It, people are so judgmental when it comes to weights.
1: And you know what? For me, when I exercise, if I have cute clothes on, it motivates me more. Having the right gear to oh, do that yeah. type of exercise, I'm more motivated to do it.
0: Yeah, and just, like, that comfort of it. Right. Like, if you're uncomfortable because right. something doesn't fit you well. I will say, yeah, for the longest time I would not exercise because I was scared of being seen at a gym doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was the same way, and I know most of my female friends were the same way because you feel like you're being judged. Right. And you probably are. And you probably are no matter what. <laughs> and so you want something that you feel good in, exactly. like an armor. Right. So you can shrug that off. Right. So screw sense. you, haters. <laughs> the official word screw you, haters. <laughs> of 25 major brands examined, with a total of 15,500 brands um, within those, so like 25 major clothing lines, 15,500 brands, only 2.3% of the clothing was plus size. Wow. Yeah. In an article from Fast Company, Alexandra Waldman of Women's Wear Daily said, if we are still talking about a plus size market 10 years from now, we have failed. And from what I read, there are no clothes or very, very little clothes designed specifically for the average sized woman. There are plus size clothes and then clothes designed with skinny women in mind that are then scaled up. Right. And so that that means the waist to breast ratio and the waist to hip ratio don't change. They are sized up, but they do in, like, the human body. <laughs> right. And those that are appropriately sized up are more expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. Women's Wear Daily calls sizes 10 to 16 the black hole. Too thin for plus size, too big for regular. All right. If you think about the whole...
1: Um Modeling industry, top model. I used to watch that way back when. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of the conversation. Like one of the big things is if you came in plus size, great. But if you started losing weight, they started criticizing you left and right. I remember watching a couple of models. They were like, either you need to lose another 50 pounds or you need to keep that extra 10, 15 pounds that you're losing. And it was shaming them Mm -hmm. in front of a panel. Like you're not fat enough. Again, once again, and you're being too normal and no one wants to see normal.
0: Oh, that gives me anxiety just right? hearing it. Right, right. <laughs> and
1: just watching that, you're like, what is happening? And then, and then being accepted as that's okay. Yeah. Like, to say that and people accepted it. And mm-hmm. that was like, this is a competition. And you're like, wait, but why? how does this make sense?
0: Right. Ugh, man, that hurt my heart. I know, right? <laughs> when it comes to formal clothes, finding something that fits and looks well is an issue unto itself. I read a lot of that. Um God, yeah, prom dress shopping was such a nightmare.
1: Bridesmaid shopping. oh <gasps> Yeah, I've, I, I will say I've been in like 10 to 15 weddings. Uh-huh. It's really bad. I oh, have too many friends. Oh, like you. No, I think they like to torture me because I've refused since then. I'm like, I will not be a bridesmaid. Don't ask me. If you want me to be friends with you, don't ask me again. <laughs> okay. Unless it's going to be really fun and I get to be really, really, really in a fun place mm-hmm. and I don't have to wear anything constricting or spend lots of money. Yeah. Then maybe, because I spent a lot of money in my early, after college years. Um, On bridesmaids. Yes. Anyway, but if you look at all of that, I remember going, being compared to, because I would say I'm 5'4", and I'm definitely on the thicker side. Um, And I've always been on the thicker side. I'm I'm the girl with the thighs, as I said, yeah, (laughs) all day. Um, But like watching, being in the same room with a person who was a size 2 or 3, and having to try the same dress on as them. Yeah. That is one of the most <laughs> demoralizing moment. Yeah. And everybody's like, you look so nice. Oh, my gosh. And you know they're like, you're getting in your head you're like, yeah, you're lying to me. Bray. You're making me look like I'm in a potato sack and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, even with all of that in comparison to when you look at everyone else and you're standing next to everyone else in the same damn dress.
0: Yeah. Just yeah, no. that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Because, of no. course, it's not going to fit everyone the same. Exactly. That's a good point. It's ugly. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> you, the vague you out there who <laughs> might invite her to a bridesmaid <laughs> thing. Uh, and then there's the problem of a cinched waist. Uh, which uh, most clothes cinch where the natural waist is, mm-hmm. which is typically determined by where that would fall on a skinny person. Mm-hmm. And when you are not a skinny person, this can lead to some very unflattering and ill-flitting clothes. And I will say for me, um, very difficult to zip. Yeah. As a single lady, the single lady <laughs> struggle of zipping a dress I told cinched you,
1: waist. I told you about the Amazon thing. I put it on my birthday wish Did list. Did you really? <laughs> yes. The Amazon gadget that helps you zip your own dress. And yes. also there's
0: one thing about clipping your bracelet or your jewelry. Oh, yeah, 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 You can do that too. I did. I, did. I saw that when I was, it came up as like customers yeah. also viewed it. Hey, look, thanks technology for allowing me to be single.
1: <laughs>
0: for allowing me to do more than I ever thought possible. <laughs> um, and then this is something I've heard from a lot of my, my friends. Uh, the bikini or not the bikini problem when mm-hmm. it comes to swimwear. Uh, and they told me if you wear one piece that they feel like people assume it's because you're self-conscious, which you might be. Right. Um, but you also might prefer the comfort and not having to worry about your breasts, which might be on the bigger side, spilling out. And I have had one, my band bust at not one, but two amusement parks on a bikini. So I understand the word. Dang. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was not good. Um, one of them got sucked in like it was a water slide. And right at the bottom, the the top got sucked down the drain. It
1: got... What?
0: <laughs> yes. That is... I had to go buy it. Literally, literally right like
1: there. a nerd comedy from the 1980s. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Where they actually do that on purpose with the hot girls.
0: Oh. But it's pretty much disgusting. Like, I'm sure. boys trying to do that, essentially. I mean, yeah, they're trying to do that. Um, And, yeah, this whole... This isn't even mentioning the difficulty of finding something that fits. Um, Or if you go the the bikini route, um, two pieces that fit, especially when those pieces are sold together as one set and your body might not work that
1: way. I do appreciate the new mix and match idea. Yeah. That has been fantastic. And with that, we can actually add the stigma of wearing too much on the beach. If you start thinking about the burka bathing suit or the burkini, Mm-hmm. Ahida Zanidi was credited with uh, inventing the burkini in 2004, and was featured this year on Sports Illustrated with a lot of criticism and backlash, and even was banned by many public areas. Yeah, which is so absurd. So, and and we already know there's been so many videos, YouTube videos, and. Um, Facebook videos of people being scrutinized and criticized and even shamed off a beach yeah. for having this on. Yeah. And it's kind of like, what is this absurdity to, to the Islamic culture? This is normal. It's not a bad thing. How can it be too little or too much? What is wrong with you?
0: We cannot win. Cannot we win. cannot win. Um, in modeling, women in the invisible 8 to 12 size range are called ultra, and female consumers in that range are called rat queens because they are just expected to buy clothes even though they rarely see their size represented in fashion shows or marketing materials and a good portion of design schools don't even have mannequins outside of sample sizes for their students to learn to design for right. so not a lot of that is great <laughs> um, but we do, we do have some more for you but first we have one more quick break for word from our sponsor And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And so one of the things we wanted to touch on is... This is kind of hard to talk about right. without offending people or making we're gonna, people gonna Yeah, we're going to make some people...
1: And it's going to be all about the fact that we're not necessarily giving an opinion, but as much as, like, these are some of the conversations that are had. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's too... Y'all, it's 2019. At least the fact that we have to be honest about the fact that it is a conversation and then it affects us on a daily le- a basis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, like we mentioned earlier, a lot of people do feel that they, there's some morality or that they can judge people right. around weight.
1: Right. And it goes both ways. Yeah, and and I think um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was also about the BMI, mm-hmm. which is the body mass index, and which has been used a little more than just your typical weight scale type of thing. But as we were researching it, and as many people already know, the idea of the simple BMI is nice enough, but actually just a quick assessment, and it doesn't tell the whole story, as it doesn't look at the whole picture. Such as fat versus muscle, for example, Um, elderly may show a normal BMI, but because the, the lack of body muscle or body mass, it actually is an inaccurate assessment in comparison to what's going on with their body. A lot of factors outside of the simple numbers should also be noted, such as body type or age, and even ethnicity can come into play. When you come into the research, I mean, as an Asian person, apparently I may have a little more longevity than a white person. Sorry, Annie.
0: <laughs> you know, just seem so you know. Just so you know.
1: But again, this is a, a lot of assumptions and factors and just a generalization and overall and mm-hmm. statistics. So, once again, when we come talk about statistics, it doesn't always come obviously to the individual person. Mm-hmm. So, that should be noted as well. And according to his researchers, people who are a bit overweight have higher survival rates. I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> Just say so. Even research can't can't really pinpoint what normal is without measurements, without all the different factors for the individual person. Yeah. So remember that if you're going, because I know people who go work out have personal trainers do all these BMI things. Yeah. Even though they may have training and certifications, they don't necessarily
0: know what is best in your body. Yeah. Bodies bodies are complicated. There's bodies a lot going are on. Are
1: very very very
0: complicated. Yeah. And we wanted to touch on something that I think we both struggled with, right. and probably a lot of us have struggled with, um, is the difficulty around congratulating someone on for losing weight. Right. Because, well, I mean, for one thing, you you might not be sure why they lost the weight. Right. It could have be it could be an illness or something. Um, so there's that. But it comes up a lot for us because we get asked for sponsorships around nutrition and exercise and typical. Language used around women doing that is basically losing weight. Right. It's
1: so tricky to have a conversation about body without the double-edged sword of being encouraging as well as damaging. Yeah. And I think for me, I have played the weight game all of my life. I've been in a lot of hard work of exercising and being overly conscious of food choices and losing weight and feeling proud of that. But I'm also the one to quickly gain it back. Mm-hmm. And feel the shame of trying to cover it up and not notice the faces of people who've been previously complimenting me to the obvious change in conversation. And I would say when I had a very massive weight loss it was due to my depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and medication. Mm-hmm. And right now there are things happening with my body. I'm starting to think maybe there's thyroid issues or whatever that I'm like, con- I'm getting concerned Mm-hmm. Because it's so abnormal, but this is last few years has shown a lot of like fluctuation for me. So mm-hmm. there's this whole shame factor as well as feeling encouraged because I do work hard to maintain. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was a lot younger, I was a lot heavier, um, and I also worked in a really high stress field. So that alone added even more. And we know that stress can, it's stress and lack of sleep, all of that does um, add to weight. Fluctuation as well as health problems, just in general health problems. But there are so many things to this that I've had friends who have worked really, really hard to become healthier because they were either pre-diabetic or had heart issues, as we're talking about, um, that included a change in their body type and also their confidence. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, for those who I know really well, they ask to be encouraged to continue that. Mm-hmm. Again, we talk about the fact that it is a fine line And also, it's none of your damn business what their body looks like. That's the other part. How do you get back the old trope of this is what you should look like, so we should compliment and encourage versus just leave it be? Yeah. But at the same time, if someone feels like things such as eating programs may be helpful, how are we to say not to do that? Yeah. But, again... tricky. It is tricky because it's the autonomy of individual bodies. Yeah. And that's what we fight for. Right. But how do we also encourage health?
0: Yeah, because we want to to celebrate all body types and promote body positivity. We want to support folks who want to build healthy habits, who want to be healthier for themselves. Right. And there can be a tension there because... There are genetics involved. There are societal pressures involved. There's billions of dollars in the diet and fitness industry involved. So it's hard. And I I can say personally for me, I have a friend who has lost a lot of weight, and I don't think she's done it healthily. Right. And it's just hard because we're so programmed to think thinner is better. You've done a good job. Right. And not healthier is better. Right. And so I don't know. I'm having a really hard time handling what I should say to her.
1: Hey, and you've had, you and I have had so many conversations about how we want to represent ourselves mm-hmm. and be transparent as well as maintain balance. And I think it's it difficult because we're all learning to love who we are and how we are. But at the same time, we want to make sure we have a balance between that and honesty. Mm-hmm. And for me, sometimes loving myself does not necessarily include... Uh, food-related things and or exercise-related things. Like, I know that there's something wrong with me if I haven't exercised in over a week. And I mean along the lines of depression Mm. because a part of my motivation, and part of my stress relief is because of this. And also it's a part of my social outing. Mm -hmm. I know that's really odd, but I get down sometimes and I'm really awkward and I'm an introvert to the core. Like, I'm really great when I have to be on, but if I don't shut off... I may just crumble and wither and die. This has been the theme today. You're welcome. Um, But the fact is I get to go out and meet new people, start new relationships through these different types of activities because I love doing, like I've talked about, cardio jam, I've made some really good friends just dancing it out, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you heard me, dancing it out, hip-hopping it out (laughs) with my crew or, you know, with DeMarco and, (laughs) yeah, he's he's the instructor. He's my boy. But, like, we do a lot of things and they know me to the point that if I'm not there for a week, they're like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And that's a legitimate question, not because I'm not exercising, not because I'm not, you know, whatever out there sweating, but because, for me, this is an outlet. Yeah. But, again, I know you have talked about having too much of that. And that is like how do we become, make sure that we are putting on a healthy perspective on both ways because I also can't over drink. Like one of my bad habits can be when I get really rushed. When I was starting out at Dfax, I was eating a lot of fast food. Mm-hmm. Believe me, that was not helping me at Uh-oh. all. And it did not help my sleep habits. It did not help my heart habits, you know, all of that. And that's kind of cause for concern as well and the easy out yeah so where is that balance
0: yeah yeah it's it's honestly very difficult, I think, because you don't want to enable bad habits in other people um <laughs> it's just it's really tough and uh another thing we did want to touch on briefly is something that we kind of mentioned is this moral judgment people feel entitled to make around people's weight um that maybe you're lazy or disgusting or, or even the other way for, for skinny people, like maybe you don't eat at all. Right. Yeah, just these kind of like snap judgments that we feel okay with making about around usually women's bodies, but everybody, um, you shouldn't be eating that. Um, not only does that directly impact self-confidence for women, that can reflect... That lack of self-confidence can reflect in their clothing choices like it did for Samantha and I, which can affect how you are perceived professionally, like we talked about in the makeup portion of our routine episode. Um, I think that also goes for the conversations not
1: even directed at us. I remember just hearing people who are perceived to be skinnier, prettier, um, in much better shape than I am, talking about how much they need to change or need to lose more. And I took that as a judgment about me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, if they think they're skinny, they think they're fat. Yeah. How do they look at me? who is at least twice your width.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And I'm also thinking that with kids. And I know we've talked about this a lot, and I know there's a p- plenty of studies out there, how we talk about watch your conversations and watch what you're talking and how you're talking to your teens, your adolescents, because you're teaching them a habit. As a nanny, when I was talking to uh, my, the mother of the kids that I was taking care of, she is this beautiful woman in this, like, Amazingly fit, all of these things, had babies, and you would never know. All of these things, continually talking about diet, continually talking about not being able to eat this, continually counting calories. And her ten, at that time I think eight year old, was watching her and doing yeah. the same thing and shaming her brothers to, to try to make them like stop eating or eating less and all of these things. Or even talking about their gut and all of these things. And I'm I'm thinking this is you have to be careful. And don't get me wrong the mother never said anything to the kids. It wasn't like she was like, you're fat, don't do this, don't do that. It was just what they were hearing from the mother. Right. And who obviously is very, very healthy Mm -hmm. going overboard in that level. And I think that's part of the problem we have. And now it's just the overall generalized conversations that we have. It pollutes everything around them. So you have to be super careful. And I know that it's for me, sometimes I've talked with um, many people, many women, when we talk about counting calories, that it can be healthy to a one extent, but really, really, really like over the top. Yeah, And I get that way. I get competitive about I can't eat this, I can't eat this, I can't yeah. eat this. But you have to have a balance. So I know you
0: were talking about the apps that we One of the apps that you use actually told you you're not eating enough. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> you, I think it's if three days go by and you don't eat enough. It said like... We'll, we won't let you add stuff to it anymore oh, wow. until you, like, start eating. You should be meeting this, at least this many.
1: Which is a good thing, which I, I really do appreciate because that doesn't happen enough and that gives in obsessive moments. Yeah. That you get kind of scared. And I believe that's why Weight Watchers changed over to their point system mm-hmm. because people were counting too much with that. It was kind of affecting them. And then it took off some points for average things like fruit and vegetables because those are things that are necessary and shouldn't be counted against you i believe yeah not yeah. that i'm we're not we're not sponsored by them no, but no, no. i just i'm thinking like people i think things the industry's slowly changing
0: yeah not
1: enough obviously not enough but kind of t- taking that route of okay we need to learn about being healthy yeah. versus skinny and again this goes back to why are we talking about normal this is your normal if you are healthy, happy healthy and everything's good to go, that's normal. That's great. And I think we talked about the whole natural look. Mm -hmm. That's also different from everyone else as well. And that shouldn't be judged based on anybody else's judgment. Mm -hmm. And this whole basis of this is what you need to be and this is not what we expect, it should be thrown out the window because that's the whole perspective. In ethnicity, in body type, in gender, all of those things should be out that window because the normal is not normal anymore which we kind of talked about in trauma alone and the effects of trauma, and it can come out into these specific things in feeling like you have to build up to a certain point of your body, a certain point of um, sizes or looks or whatever to justify or try to cover up past humiliations, past hurts, past you know abuses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of the problem is that the reason there is no norm is nobody has the same past.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I hope that we'll see more um good representations yes. of all body types. Right. And the industry will make more. And I hope that more clothing that fits well, looks well is designed specifically for women in this what has so long been, quote, a black hole. Right. And um I hope that for some people listening, maybe you realize you're a lot less alone than you thought you were. And just to kind of wrap it all up, once again,
1: there are people who actually are out there showing and being good examples, such as Mindy Kelling, Beyonce, Rihanna, Jamila, Jamila you did it. I told you. <laughs> Jamila, Jamila, Jamil. Those people are amazing in calling out the stereotypes and the negativity in the Hollywood standards and uh, media standards, and that's fantastic. And I think with a lot of our own insecurities that we just talked about, I just I had remembered times where I heard women or people who actually love themselves actually talk about how they feel good about their hair, they're feeling good about their outfit, and my first thought was, that seems kind of conceited. But that's kind of a programmed idea in us that we have to be humble. And being humble means being really, really hard on ourselves. And that's absurd. And for those who got it, yeah, girl. Yeah, show it. You got that booty? Yeah, show that thing off. You got the hair? Toss that up. Show everybody what you got. You got the red lipstick? Because that is amazing. And for many of us, when we have a good day, embrace that day. Mm. Love it. Show it off. Kind of like how Tina Fey encouraged Britney Spears way back when in the SNL episode or SNL uh, news clip. Mm -hmm. She was like, rub that thing with fine oils. Yeah. (laughs) You you treat yourself Mm -hmm. and go ahead and love yourself. And please show that. That's an influence thing. You feeling good? You need to take a selfie? Go for it proud of you (laughs) teach me the ways
0: yeah I mean that is one of the biggest pieces of advice you always see is like find something you love about yourself and you know at least in your own head think
1: you know what yes today my eyes look very nice so Annie yes tell me something that you like about yourself today I love my eyes yes Mm -hmm. and they're twinkling thank you I love my skin there you go
0: yes that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, we would love to hear hear from people about your your woes or triumphs when it comes to clothing and shopping.. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can email us at stuffmedia at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast and on Instagram at StuffOwn Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You's Production of iHeartRadio is how stuff works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.